More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Sound like I'm still hung up on you. That could never be. Y'all can't run me. Better him than me. Better it's not me. I'm anti. I'm anti. Yeah, intersex was average with you. Yeah, I'm anti cause I had it with you. Okay, I'm anti like your daddy sister. Anti like a family picture. And I had way yeah. better than your TBH. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll yeah, go man, there. He's still with you. He can't leave you. Yeah, and just let me know when she Y'all does. Y'all go on vacation. I bet it's anti. Right. Let me stop. You know, let me go. Oh, come on now. Let's go. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, live from the American Family Insurance Studio inside the avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Bailey Coleman, Damian LZ in for DT. Good morning again, Bailey. Good morning, Telly. Good morning, Damian, brother. what up? What good up? morning, good morning, good morning. And good morning, Truth <laughs> Nation. And uh, man, if you haven't heard or didn't get a chance to hear Drake's album drop over the weekend. That was a little snippet of it, and we kind of got into it before the break a little bit about Bailey and Damien's thoughts on Drake's album and the, um, let's just say, the amped up beef Joe Button apparently has with Drake, and he's really going to be hot now that he's been called a failure. But <laughs> I'm sure Damien will get more into that. Yes. But Bailey, yes. you said you heard a little of it. I, I already kind of gave my synopsis. I like it, but I'll get into it more. Want to hear your thoughts on it. Here's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm cool with Drake. I, I've been a big fan over the years. But I, I understand what Joe is saying, but that critique actually came from Charlemagne uh, before that. And it's just that there's no excitement with it, right? Because the first single, I think, was the one he dropped with SZA. And, you know, back, you know, even a couple albums ago, everybody would be like, ooh, that's fire. Ooh, hey, let's talk about this. You know, there had been some chatter about it. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody talking. Mm-hmm. And no one is still. Nobody's it's still not about talking it. about it. Okay. We're still not talking about it. Anyway, everybody's like, oh, okay, cool. And you know? <laughs> oh, okay. But I mean, the- do you think that has something to do with him just coming off tour? And it's not like a lot of artists that are gone for a while, and then when they release an album, it's like all day back. Like, if you, he if, didn't have to come back. He was already he here. He was already here. Drake has never actually gone away never. since he came on the scene. I mean, if you think about it. And usually... And I know why he did that. He was very good at reinventing himself, right? Almost on the Beyonce track, because Beyonce really was the one that started that, right? Mm. But then when she started slowing down, you know, this last album, I mean, it was, you know, we, we it was okay. It's, you know. But- first of all, let me give a shout out to my brothers <laughs> in the chat. Um, they know who they are. And we, we discussed this at length the other day. And what we came to... And I'm going to try to encapsulate what all of us were saying in, in, in the chat. But it, it, with us, there's a love-hate relationship with Drake. Um, we love the rapping Drake. The Drake that's spitting bars. 
because he's lyrically one of the best dudes to ever do it. He, he, he was with Wayne when he came out, and him and Wayne had the mixtapes, and it was Drake. He was there's there's an underground group called Little Brother that 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 Drake was a part. He was a part of their crew for a while. So Drake has been all over the place. And so we love the 8 a.m. in Charlotte song. We don't so much love the rest of it, though. You know, we love Drake when he's being a rapper's rapper, when he's spitting. But we also understand, and I don't think, and this is what Buttons was touching on, that Drake isn't, that isn't his M.O. Drake is, is an actor. He's come up through the Canadian television world, uh, Degrassi. And so Drake's ability to be able to be a chameleon and change himself into whatever's going on currently, whatever the current mood is, to be able to to switch and form himself is an ability that not most artists have. Exactly. He can recreate himself. He can recreate himself in a way. Because he's an actor, he doesn't have to actually be that person but he can say oh this is what the young folks want to see now let me put some colorful things in my hair like in the 8 a.m charlotte video let me do some things let me be this person (coughs) that they are looking for now and he can do it and because he's a great actor he can sell it you know who was like that tupac was like that not that i'm creating not that i'm you know oh here we go not that i'm I'm correlating drake with tupac But Tupac was also an actor. And Tupac was able to to change himself and reinvent himself so many times, even over his short career. Um, but with Drake and the Joe Budden's beef. Joe Budden, no S. Joe Budden, beef. It's not really a beef. Because Drake has already said before previously that he kind of based his style off of Joe Budden and his mood music. Joe Budden had this series of mixtapes, for those that don't know, was called Mood Music. And Joe Budden's topics and subject matter is the same topics and subject matter that Drake has become famous for. The emotional, my heart is broken, this, that, and the other. And so he kind of built his career Joe Budden had one or two hits. One or two, really just one. I'm I'm not saying. Do you think what Drake said, uh, his clap back at Joe Budden's, had, had any merit to it? Because if y'all don't know, yes. Truth Nation, if y'all don't know what this even spawned from. So Drake drops his album this, all, or this past weekend. Joe Buttons, being an older hip-hop head, decided to listen, criticize the record. Because that's what we do as music fans, right? We listen to it and we try to critique it to make it better. That's what we do. However, you know, Drake is like, you know what? End of the day, this man is a failure at music. Don't don't listen to what he And honestly, I want to give some context here. Get right? context. He goes on to say, and this is uh, Drake's. Drake texted this, sent this out to Joe Budden. Uh, he goes on to say, Joe Budden, you have failed at music. You let it. <laughs> that, that's already a blow. But uh, he, he goes on to say, look, you left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because this is what you actually uh, what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching, ju- watching this, just remember, you are watching a failure. Yes, a failure. Give their opinion on his idea of recipe for success. A quitter give the give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because this thing that pop because the, the things that pop into your brain had you broke. 
We live in check to check. And the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty Anichi jeans to, to screw, <laughs> to screw their a, face up. That was a clever riff right there. <laughs> that was. But but the thing is, and, and ultimately our whole take from what, you know, this Drake, because Drake's been running the game for about 15 years now. We've never seen right. this kind of impressive run from, from anyone in, in the hip-hop industry ever before. You know, Drake also well, goes on to okay. allude. It depends on you know, what type of hip-hop you're talking uh, about. Now, uh, we could get Chris Brown, don't, don't Chris, do Chris it. Brown, Chris, Chris Brown's, Brown's an R&B guy. No, and, they consider him a hip-hop artist. He's a pop artist. He's a part of hip-hop culture, but he's an R&B guy. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and, you and know Drake what? isn't, let's I'm, not get, I'm, let's I'm not get confused. You, Drake is a pop you, artist. I'm telling you this, that that is a nuance that we know, but the world. Oh, okay. Okay. The world knows and feels that that's the case. They would classify him in that. If you think about it, when you hear the word R, let me school y'all right quick. Go, go ahead, when Bill. you hear the uh, word R and B, people think of Chris Brown. Charlie Wilson. No, they think of Charlie Wilson. People like that. They do not think of Chris Brown. They really, literally think of him as so, a hip hop. So, so you say, but when you say hip hop, it has a different meaning. For us, it means rap, right? Uh, okay, that's but, for us. Yeah, but because what you're saying to a, to a uh, on a larger scale is how how the general public is going to embrace this particular yes. artist. That's yes. what you're saying. Yes. However, how the real music community looks at this is a, especially even the younger kids. Chris Brown is R&B, Drake is hip-hop. However, they are in the same classification of a pop artist. And this leads me to my next I'll, question. I'll challenge you to that. Well, I think they do think of Chris Brown as a pop artist mm-hmm. or a hip-hop artist, but they don't when we think say, of him as a... They don't think of... They don't use the terminology R&B. The kids don't anymore. Go ahead, y'all. Uh, well, I'm going to stay out of it from here, I, just so y'all know. I just wanted to say, because Drake in this uh, his latest project also alluded to, you know, uh, people want to ask if my success is ever going to be repeated. He says, I'm one wa- a one away from Mike Jack, boy, beat it. You know, so with all this being said, you know, he has a lot of number ones. People would like to even uh, compare Drake to a Michael Jackson's career. You know, and if that is the case, is, is there any validity to that? Yeah, well, if he got the, if he got, uh, if he's got the, the, you know, the number one hits to say he's one away from Mike Jack, that's fine. But when we say R&B and we say hip-hop, back to what, going back to what uh, Bailey was talking about, who are they we're talking about? We're talking about people that look like us? Or we're talking about people that I'm look talking like about the, the beige the people. Culture. We're talking about the beige people. No, we're not we, talking we know about, who run the game. Not, we know who run the game. <laughs> we got to be, because I don't know anybody general. that's calling Chris we're Rock. We're talking about in Chris, general. Not Chris Rock. Chris, we're talking name? about in general Chris Brown. Chris Brown, I call him Chris Rock. Maybe because I want to no, smack him. No. The kids now don't don't use the term. They don't really go R and B. They don't really you know, say that. What they they say hip hop, or they'll they might say pop artist, but they won't say. They'll go. Oh, he's an R and B artist. They don't think that he's singing. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, go that's because rappers are singing now. What was you saying, Telly? No, no, I was just sitting back like Ben earlier this morning. I was just like taking in all the content. You're taking in, I see. Yeah. Me, and, me and Bailey going at it right now. I'm but trying, it to, trying to explain. But also, Chris Chris Brown is pop and Drake is very, Drake is pop music. Drake is, that's why I say I like 8 a.m. in Charlotte because that's pure that's hip hop right there. He's got a beat by this guy named the Conductor who works with uh Griselda. He works with uh Mock Homie. He works with all of these different underground, more underground artists. And here he is. He has this beat by this guy, 
and he makes that of one of his first singles, 8 a.m. in Charlotte, and he's responding in in pure battle rap form to NBA Youngboy, some beef with him, and then he goes on to put out this Instagram post about Joe Budden. Now, the the caveat with the Joe Budden and and Drake beef, like I said, Drake, he 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 kind of molded his career after Buttons. When you think about that. What? that let that's me finish. Me. That's no, blasphemy. You have to know. <laughs> Come on now. You have to know Come the on. history You didn't of, hear that when he said that earlier? See, see you now, have to hear It, it went past my, ear, my earlobes. You don't know the history of move music with, with, with Joe Button. He's sitting on album covers with they silk shirts in, it and his chest out and his chest out with chains <laughs> on. Who so, does that? Drake so, does that. No, Drake, Drake, Drake don't be Drake on all that. Drake has gotten a lot of his style. From Joe Button? From Joe Budden's series of music. So you only know Pump Pump It Up? Fine. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's all people know of Joe Budden. But rappers and, and historians of the music understand that Joe Budden's had a very successful series of mixtapes. Look, I've heard, I've heard mixtapes from Joe Budden. But, I, I've heard them, and they're actually great. Joe Budden is, if, if this is all about hip-hop and just lyricism, Joe Budden would be one of the top five, in all let, honesty. Let, let me get to what I'm getting at, though. And, and I'm going to break five. down. So yeah. Joe Budden, well, so these two dudes. Drake just said that, that just because the market of promotions not out there didn't get amplified how it should have. He killed Drake in, in a couple of Drake distances before. Drake has. Said mm. Drake has said this though about the new music being a template for what he does. So mm. this is verified. You can Google that. Also, being that these two dudes are in cahoots, in my opinion, I think this whole beef is fake. PR. It's PR. Because Joe has this number one podcast. He's talking about Drake's album. And the way he, if he says it's great, nobody's gonna care. But if he says it's garbage and Drake needs to grow up and do this and do that, now everyone is talking about it. Mm-hmm. And then you add on to the fact that Drake said he's gonna take a year off after this album. He should. He's actually, taking a he year should. off because he's having stomach issues. He said he's having stomach issues. Wait, but, how do you know this? Wait, wait, what you mean? Well, well, yeah, well, no, no, that, that, that did issues. come out. That yeah, did come that out. Did come but, out. But, but here's His the His GI doctor said something. Da- <laughs> Damien, before we continue, why is everything a PR stunt? Everything you know that goes down. Because, you, like, even from Megan Good to Jonathan Majors to, like, I mean, everything is a PR stunt. And, and, but, I mean, what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense. Because you're going to get clicks if he says that exactly. it's garbage. You're not going to get clicks well, if you agree that it's the greatest thing ever. You're right. But on the on the flip side, though, you don't have to take as strong of a stance. No. And see, and, and the then thing. go ahead, Bailey. <laughs> this is the thing for Drake. Drake first was battling with Charlemagne because Charlemagne basically said the same thing that Joe Budden said. Nothing flew with that. It, it went for about it was the 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 work time on that was about a week and then it was dead. It was gone. And did you Drake know, respond in the same way that he responded? Yes, to, he did. And and it didn't go nowhere. And right? it did go. It ended. So he decided Absolutely. to pick up Joe Budden. Who said, "Well, let me pick up Charlemagne's flag, even though the two of them don't really care for each other either." Mm-hmm. And he started running with it because he was like, "Same thing." Now the album or, dropped because Charlemagne was on the single. Single dropped. Nobody's talking about it. what's going on. That's what I'm concerned about. And then Drake was mad at that. Drake is a baby. You could tell. He's like. He's, he's, <laughs> well, he's here, here's the thing. Third and foremost, does it really matter? That's the thing because you're trying to get uh, attention. Drake doesn't need attention. 
I would say if there is a, a, a need for attention, it would be more for Joe Button than it would be for Drake. But we're going to continue this conversation <laughs> right. on the other side. we got to take a <laughs> I break. I got something to say. Because, wait, oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait a minute. Yeah, he, I got one more thing. One but we're going to get wait. to that one more thing I'll on wait. the other side of the break. <laughs> Uh, Bailey Coleman, <laughs> David LC, in for DT. You listen to the truth be told with DT and Telly. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. Truth be told with DT and Telly will be right back on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm naming the album to fall off. It's pretty ironic because it ain't no fall off for me. Still in this getting bigger. They waiting on the kid to come drop like a father to be. Love when they argue the hardest MC. Is it K. Dot? Is it Aubrey or me? We the big three like we started a league. Good morning. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate you listening. Damien LZ, Bailey Coleman in for DT. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Drake dropped his album, and a lot of folk got stuff to say Ooh. about it. And uh, and I had to I had to interrupt Damien before the Damien break. Was, so go Damien, ahead, man. Wait a minute, He's been sitting on this during the break. Uh, uh, go ahead and get it he out. Was, he was in here getting you. You got to turn your mic on, player. We get hey, it out. Look, he no. Damien been sitting in here getting in his chest. Telly. Right. He been like all in his chest about Joe Budden. And and Drake, I mean, you get, I mean, he just is like See, I love Joe that. Button, Joe Button. But you are a su- a surefire hip hop head. I love it. I love it. I love all. And I so love everything about. You it. could get into the weeds. I can get, and that's what I'm going to take you. All in the weeds. I'm going to take you onto the, the weeds a little bit. And so, <laughs> why I say that they, him and I gave you the background that 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 Drake has already given props to Button on his style and kind of took from it. Okay, so. Joe Buttons has this this and those who don't know who Joe Button is, he's he has this podcast that's that's like Yeah, Damien, can you just provide people some context? Right. Joe Button is an old school rapper. Not old school, but he he he's a rapper that had that had marginal success. He had a song called Pump Pump It Up that was like a number one hit. And he's been in a group called Slaughterhouse. And he's had a bunch of series of mixtapes that were successful. He's a rapper's rapper, to say the least. And and he was on Love and Hip Hop. And he was on Love and Hip Hop. So that, I was, that was Love and Hip Hop New York. Exactly. He so was on Love and Hip Hop. You, you might remember him. Most people will probably remember him from there. I and was given my hip hop point of view. He did a little, gave the other side. little radio and, and some podcasting. Right in New York, and now he does podcasting. Him and Nori got one of the. Nori has his show, then there's Joe Budden and his show. They're they're tops of that. If you look at what Drake is doing, Drake has he has on Sirius Radio. We, me and Bailey, were just talking about this. He has on Sirius Radio show, uh, Table of One, which is similar to a podcast in in most cases because he goes on there and he talks about his album and he talks about the intricacies of what made this album, whatever the case may be. So he's taking a year off from doing music. But I think in that time frame, he's trying to expand his footprint into podcasting, his footprint into just sitting at home and making money because he's got this son he want to raise. Wait, so, wait, wait. Hold, hold up, Damon. So are you saying that you think that Drake's going to make a podcast? Yeah. I think he's going into 
He's so, going to expand his Table of One series with Sirius XM. Yeah. Sirius XM. He's going to expand that radio, mm-hmm. and he's going to go into doing all of that stuff. And what better way to get people to pay attention to all of that is to be for one of the guys. It's, it's already, already, already in podcasting or already in media. It's a hip-hop play. You so, beef with somebody. You, even though yeah. so, he criticized him uh, for doing that very thing. I mean, but again, I, yeah. I, but, but before when we were talking about this uh, in regards to, you know, Drake dropping his album this weekend, Joe Budden giving his critique on uh, Drake's album, and then Drake responding to Joe Budden. In all of this, what you're saying is Drake's end goal or end game yes. to just beef with Joe Budden's possibly or even a beef with Charlemagne is mm-hmm. to actually get into the media space. Exactly. Or, it's or, to, get, or it's you, to get more into it. Or do you believe this is all PR marketing? Because all, ultimately like like we were saying before, we're seeing what the Taylor Swift of the world are doing right now with the NFL doing doing our thing with uh, Travis Lacey or Travis Kelsey, that's Kelsey. what his name is. Um, And now you see Drake is just being in the media world trying to quote unquote beef with the Charlemagne's or beef mm-hmm. with the Joe Budden's possibly just because at the end of the day people listen to them each and every day. They get millions of clicks each and every day. If I'm an artist stuff today and I want people to talk about me or if I want to market a product quote unquote for free why not go straight to the media and, and, and start some kind of you know beef to not only you know hype up my project but, yeah, but get them but here's, get the here's, a, here's a phenomenon that I, I want to interject and I know this may sound crazy but what if that was actually Joe Budden's real opinion no and it has I, you nothing know what? to do with clicks and I mean because if you go back a couple of albums ago before Drake's album with 21 Savage that was a horrible album and he knew it and he came back and he was like okay I got to give my real fans something so why can't Joe Budden actually feel like this isn't for the fans or the real rappers or whatever the case may be. Yes, uh, some of it could be clickbait, but he actually could feel that way too. I I wanted to say this. Joe Budden equally criticizes everybody in the world. Absolutely. If he he sees something foul that he thinks is foul, he'll talk about it. He don't care. So Drake was one of many, but I do believe Drake is trying to expand his footprint, but I think he's doing it in the wrong way. He should be going in the direction of let me see what bigger thing can Mm -hmm. I do besides doing all these tours? Mm -hmm. What bigger thing? Can I be at the Super Bowl? Can I be here? Can I be there? Can you know you understand what I'm saying? No, you know what he's on that level too. He he actually is and honestly Bailey, that's why I believe it's time for Drake to just just bow out for a moment. Like he's been running the game for the past fifteen years. He needs time for people to just miss his miss his presence. You know, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it's like it's like because uh, I'm questioning this myself, and I, that was one of my questions as well. Because uh, it's like, again, he's been in the game for 15 years, but in my mind, Drake is almost like the Beyonce of hip hop. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not, the, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I am realistic of who he is in in, in the in the music realm, right? right? And it's just like I feel like people. Drake's music hasn't grown to the extent of like if I play if I play an old school uh, <laughs> dare I say it, R. Kelly record like it, it makes it still makes the crowd move. I don't know what record from ten years ago I'm gonna still play you know five years from now to be I able mean, to uh, at you, the backyard barbecues you, or whatever. What, and, 
well, there's some, there's some things that you might be able to pull out, and you know, I'm, I'm sure there some, is. Yeah, no, he no. has some lasting songs. No, I'm I'm sure there is, but what I'm saying is his pre- his presence being out here doesn't allow the 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 music listener to go back and be like, oh, I remember how this made me feel. I remember what it what it felt like when uh, when uh what a time uh what a what a time it is to be alive right now came out. Like, and I feel like when, a, when an artist does that, removes them, themselves for a moment, it gives their music fans time to go back and and soak up all those old gems. You know, like like a Michael Jackson record. Like if he's really thinking that he is going to be the next biggest artist or even bigger than Michael Jackson, well, Michael Jackson has Thriller. I, I know it, it's it's Halloween time right yeah, now. Exactly. Thriller is banging right now. <laughs> but, but I, I, ben, I don't know what Drake but, record we playing for this. But yeah, but Ben, you also got to think of the fact that time will dictate that. Like, very true. A lot of times you can't say something is a classic today. Because it hasn't even had time to be a classic. Right. So well, I think that, he, he I does. mean, even with Michael Jackson, even as big as Thriller was when it first came out, it only got bigger and bigger as Over time, time went on. Right. Yeah, and I think yeah. that the same will happen with Drake. And if he takes a little time off or if he doesn't, it's still time will tell if these things are going to be classics. Yeah, right. And I I'm mean, not he too. has some things that, like, that first stuff he did with Wayne, or well, exactly, man, that's what or, I was gonna say. You know what? That first, his there's nothing like yeah. somebody's I'm first hit record. And all that. Yeah, man, all oh, of yeah. those are all bangers. of those, yes. all of those. But that first one that uh, um, the best I ever had. That, yeah. that, that, was, that right. was the song that really took yeah. him over the top was the best I ever had. Baby, yeah. man, everything. You can play that yeah. now, and, it, yeah. and the club still go yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. can't hate on that. I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I can't hate on the 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 ability of this man to make hit songs, and that's why rappers like myself be like. I can't stand this dude. <laughs> I'm going to admit that. We'll be like, I can't stand this dude. He's so, just making not these to, hits. Not so, so, mix growl. He's just making hits after hits, and I really can't stand him because he can really rap, and he don't do it. And because he not, he's, cause he's, not a, he's not that artist. He's a pop artist, and, and he understands that if he really just rapped all of the time, he wouldn't be as nearly as big as he is but, right now. But, Damien, does that really signify how great of an entertainer he is? Because most rappers that come out and I'm just a rapper, I'm just a rapper, you really just put yourself in that box. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Mm-hmm. With your, if you're Drake, you're able to. You said it. You can address different genres. You can expand. It's like, okay, this is what they're doing now. This is the new wave. I'm on it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. I mean, like if Soldier Boy wanted to come back out no. and be like, "All right, I'm on the new wave. You're gonna be you, that's you're gonna be your reaction right there." No. Nah. And nah, see, nah, and see, Drake has never he has never fashioned himself to be uh, in the mode of what what I would consider and what my genre. And what my age group would consider that MC, that Raekwon, that Nas, that that Jigger, that 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 Biggie, that he's not. That's not him. He's he's an he's artist. Drake. He's he, a pop artist. He, he's Drake. So because he's done Drake. that, because he's because he has because that's the way he's come out, and that's the way he's been since he's come out. He can do a world album, uh, uh, a world type music sounds and African sounds, and it's and nobody bats an eye. And you know he can do, and then on the next record, sound like he's straight from Memphis. And then on the record after that, sound like he's from California. He can do that and nobody bat an eye because he's never placed himself inside of that box, like you yeah. said. You, you know, you know what I really And he's versatile. He's very, very versatile. And when you find artists like that, it is tough for them, for people to accept everything they do. Because the singing Drake, I'm not a fan of the singing Drake. But the mm-hmm. rapping Drake, I'm a huge I, fan. I like, I like both. 
Yeah, and but but that brother can't sing. He, but the but the great I thing do, is he can, hold he can a note. do both, it, and yeah. he can be respected for doing both. And he, he had I don't number think one that songs is, do both. Yeah, he makes great songs. Think, yeah, but I don't think that. I don't think that he's the first and nope. and you got to pay homage to the people that came before him that dared to defy the game. I mean, to me, Andre 3000 was the first one that really kind of changed it. And he was like, OK, I'm going to do this. And yes, I'm an artist. I'm not just a rap artist. Mm-hmm. I am an right. artist. And when they came out with uh, Speaker Box and God, what is it? Love Below. Uh, yeah, Speaker Box and Love Below. Exactly. That's the reason why that is, I think it just became one of the most uh, sold albums, like hip-hop albums ever or something. It just reached a certain point. Yeah, I think it uh, hit double platinum. Exactly. Okay. Oh, it, went, it, so, went, it went more than and, that. It was something but, crazy. Yeah, it was more than that. Yes, exactly. Back then, they You're were right, selling David. 10 million it, copies and stuff. Like yeah. That. It, <laughs> oh, so you yeah, said it, it went it uh, two times something. diving? Yeah, that, it went, it yeah, went it crazy. Yeah, it reached like all time status recently. And uh, during the break, I'll try and look it up real fast. But my point is look how many years ago that album was made. And when it first came out, the first thing people said was, man, Andre 3000 on some other stuff. He ain't Andre, Andre Benjamin. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, he was on some different stuff. And I think that that has allowed artists like Drake and others to go out and do different things. And it is accepted. I mean, it's, you know, it went over to CeeLo. CeeLo started to do more singing mm-hmm. and besides rapping. And then it just go, you know, the artist goes on and on and on. But my point is, I don't think it should be a knock that you're versatile. And if you a rapper, dude, you can't get mad at another rapper because he knows how to sing and he knows how to play the piano. See, you, see, you just, but I can't. You know, I'm not yeah, getting. Go ahead. I'm, but I can't. I can't get mad. And this is why. Okay. <laughs> because it's not that he's versatile. It's that he absorbs other other areas' styles. He absorbs. His daddy is from Memphis. Cool. He hangs out in Houston. Cool. But he's not from Memphis. He's not from Houston. He's not from Africa. He's not from, well, he's black, so he's from there. Okay. But he, you know what I mean. So yeah. he absorbs all of these other styles and morphs them into his own and becomes the the leading person in that in that style, whereas those people who are really birthed of that style aren't able to get that same type of that same type of monetary gain from it or that same type of exposure from it. So he's 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 switched and moved into lanes and and flowed into it as everything has changed around as it pops up over here pops up over there which is typically not what an mc mc would do and so i would have no problem with that but going back to what you said i see you a dungeon family fan because you mentioned andre 3000 then you mentioned CeeLo, but you also got to mention lauren hill because lauren yeah. hill when she first came out her solo wait a minute how we get to lauren hill from drake we talk about it, it makes drake. sense it makes Singing, sense let me, let me explain it because lauren hill was one of the best mcs <laughs> On we that Fuji's album, for real. <laughs> she, she's legendary. She's legendary. I could her. I, she's one of the on best MCs right ever. But she sings at a greater level than she almost raps, which is crazy. Oh yeah. And so when she came out with the Miseducation, I remember expecting to hear so much, so much rapping. But when I heard the singing, I wasn't disappointed. I can't say that for Drake because when I hear him sing, I'm kind of disappointed, you know. So <laughs> he, even though he's trying Not to me. be like that, he can't really well, get to that we, level. 
we know we can continue this conversation for Forever. many, many more hours. Damien is have, just like. <laughs> we have our guest on the line, and we're going to take a quick break, Ben. And when we come back, we'll hear from Dr. Joan Prince. And Dr. Joan Prince will be joining us to talk about curbing the reckless driving in the city. You don't want to miss the things that she has to say. So keep it locked. You listen to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Good morning if you're just tuning in. Bailey Coleman, Damian LZ in for DT. Welcome back to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. A part, uh, something that has really plagued our city here in Milwaukee has been reckless driving and the city of Milwaukee and the Department of Public Works has engaged in an initiative to reduce reckless speeding. And we are pleased to be joined by Dr. Joan Prince, a community advocate. First off, good morning, Dr. Prince, and thank you for joining us on Truth Be Told. We appreciate you taking the time to talk about this serious matter. Now, let's get right into it, Dr. Prince. Could you tell us more okay. about what the Department of Public Works aims to achieve with this initiative to tackle reckless speeding in Milwaukee. Absolutely. And good morning. Good morning. You know, for all those who are listening, this is the radio program that I listen to. So make sure you keep listening. (laughs) But good morning, everyone. I have um, the extreme pleasure of working with Kate Reardon, uh, the city of Milwaukee Department of Public Works, and uh, an extension of that team, CMR Ignite. So let me tell you what prompted all of this. I I guess I probably don't even have to tell the the listeners. I just have to remind them that we are all sick and tired of either having people speed past us and run us off the road on public streets. We are tired of hearing about lives lost that don't need to be lost. Uh, And I'll just say particularly our young men and women who are either racing, chasing, speeding. uh, And as you know, oftentimes the victim, the one who does not make it, is usually not the one who is driving. It's a passenger or it's an innocent car coming the other way. Um, What prompted all of this was not just that, but also looking at the number of high-speed crashes in particular neighborhoods where black and brown folks predominate. It has to stop. We have to make people aware. And uh, that's what we have been working on and what we will continue to work on all the way through next summer to make a difference. Dr. Prince, uh, CMR Ignite. Tell us about that and tell us how this collaboration came about and what does CMR Ignite play in this project? Absolutely. I'm going to give a shout out again and kudos to Kate Reardon uh, over at the City of Milwaukee Department of Public Works. 
because when the discussion about um, uh, reckless uh, driving, uh, speed reduction came up, they reached out to CMR Ignite. CMR Ignite is actually founded right here in Milwaukee. Some of you may know Jackie Moore Bowles, dynamic, dynamic sister. The president of CMR Ignite is now David Bowles, a dynamic brother. And it is what we like to call a multicultural uh, marketing and behavior change. And those are the key words. Social marketing, multicultural, and they are out to promote communication that will change behavior. They've been working in community for years, uh, and the and DPW knew that. And thank goodness brought them in as an extension of the team to work on this. We're being joined by Dr. Joan Prince, a community advocate. We are discussing how the initiatives that has been put in place to reduce reckless speeding by the Department of Public Works. And Dr. Prince, can you shed a little light on some of the um, strategies? And I mean, you conducted a focus group in September. And uh, what were some of the things that stood out the insight and common themes that you saw amongst community members shared regarding reckless speeding. So, you know, let me think, and thanks for the opportunity to just give you a little bit of insight into what folks said. So I did actually on behalf of the team, six focus groups, ages 18 to 44. And folks, these were what I like to call the real people. Um, We put out, Uh, a call to the community, and we ended up with a wait list of over 300 people ages 18 to 44 in very specific high-crash neighborhoods who wanted to have a conversation with me. Uh, Brought them on as focus group attendees, and you know what? I told them, keep your cameras off on your phone because I want real answers. If you're the speeder, you don't have a license, I'm not here to turn you in. I'm here to get uh, feedback from you. So let me tell you what they said, and and trust me, they were open and honest. They talked about, I split them up into different age groups, so like 18 to 24, 24 and up. I'm going to tell you what they all said in common. They all felt speeding was wrong, but I'd say about 80% of them said they speed, and a couple people said they speed Safely, I don't know what that means, but that they speed safely. One woman even said they call her NASCAR. And so I probed deeper. And you know what? The sad part was a number of the individuals that I spoke to had lost a friend or a family member in a high-speed crash. They talked about changing their behavior. But they also wanted other people to know, be careful, it's wrong, slow down. So out of that focus group, uh, we got a lot of information. And guess what? It is about community change. So we're going back to community in a couple of weeks in those high crash neighborhoods with a survey of 7,000 voices. This is not what CMR Ignite or DPW says. This is about what community is going to say to us. Well, we're being joined by Dr. Joan Prince, community uh, advocate, excuse me, on reckless speeding in the city of Milwaukee. She is working with the Department of Public Works, and there's been an initiative and a campaign 
put forth. And Dr. Prince, could you give us a heads up on when we can expect the safe speed campaigns to kick off in 2023 and 2024 and any major milestones we should be aware of? Absolutely. So we actually kicked off this summer. And this is what we like to sort of call the quiet phase. You know, that's where you actually go in the community, talk to folks, and try to figure out what the actual visual visuals will be. I will tell you, I love my people, because uh, we're so open and honest. And they mm-hmm. said things such as put up signs, put up billboards that actually show fatal crashes. Have people who look like us, who live in our neighborhoods, or people that, or other people that we recognize, to tell the story. Uh, I will say, even those that are speeding are concerned. So we've got to change behavior. It kicked off early summer. Uh, we, like I said, we've already gone through six focus groups. We're going to be sending out a seven thousand person survey. And I know people say black and brown folks don't respond to surveys. Guess what? They do. Uh, so we're getting information up front. And then then what you're going to see from community voices will be the campaign rollout. You will see signs. You will see information. You will see a visual and hear, because that's why I like the truth. You will hear absolutely from folks, from community, the messages. We want that message uh, to get into people that, you know, you're going to hit the pedal. You're going to put uh, the pedal to the metal. Guess what? There are lives in front of you. Don't do something you will regret. But more importantly, we're all in this community together. We need to make it best for all of us. And Dr. Prince, you mentioned some of the strategies to enact this initiative, but how does the DPW plan to gauge the success and impact of this initiative? That's a really good question. Uh, so this is what, uh, what we're thinking. Uh, DPW, uh, with the extension of CMR Ignite, which is the firm, we are big on numbers. We're big on, on uh, evaluating. Number one, of course, we want to see zero death from speeding. That's the number one, uh, which, what do we like to call it, the data point? Number one data point, no lives lost. Compare the number of lives lost this year, this time next year, I'm coming back to the truth. Uh, but this time next year, we want to be able to come back and say, guess what? No lives lost. We want to look at a reduction in crashes. Tired of people running into each other, running into buildings, running up on sidewalks. Um, we want the numbers to go down, down, down. The number of lives lost to zero. The number of crashes way down so you've got to look at who lives and you've got to look at decreasing the number of crashes yes. we have and, a lot of work to do but we're going to do it and, and finally dr prince uh this has all been great information could you share your thoughts on the learn long-term vision of achieving those zero deaths yes. and serious injuries on milwaukee streets by 2037 long-term vision If I could wave my wand, as they like to say, if I could wave my wand, I would like to see streets safe for drivers, all drivers, 
I would like to see places where people walk on sidewalks, can talk and laugh, not have to worry about who's going to run up on the sidewalk. But I need to say this. One of the things I clearly heard, clearly heard, was that young people in our community also, also want to see a place where they can be safe, where they can go to get themselves off the street. So what I always like to say, it's not just young folks speeding. Some older folks out there speeding as well. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we deserve community that is safe for all, that you can walk up and down the street, you can live, work, and play in our neighborhoods without fear of being hit. Community advocate Dr. Joan Prince, thank you so much for joining us this morning and dropping all of that valuable information. It's been my pleasure. And next time I call, uh, I'm going to call earlier because I was in on the discussion about Drake. So one day I'll call back in and give you my advice. <laughs> you know what, Dr. We Prince, need to you don't need to. I was about to say, you don't even need to wait one day. You could do it tomorrow. Okay. You can call us anytime here at the truth. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Love, love you, love you. And everybody, slow down, slow down. Thank you so much, Dr. Joan Prince, community advocate. We appreciate you joining us and keep it locked right here on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We'll come back with Truth of the Matter after the break. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You y'all know what it is, Truth Nation! This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, Bailey Coleman, Demi Elsie. This is Truth of a Matter! right you heard the man benjamin like is that baby. time of the show where at the end of each show we give our take our truth of the matter from some of the topics that we have discussed and ladies first bailey coleman what is your truth of the matter the truth of the matter is yana said his brothers have clothes for everybody and everybody's price range <laughs> he is for the people and finally Drizzy Drake got hits. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Damien, what you got? What's your truth of the matter? My truth of the matter will be a little bit more um, endearing to those that I work with here in the morning show. I think my truth of the matter is there's a lot of chemistry on this show. Because we talked about two subjects for an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) We had a whole (laughs) list of things. And when we started this show, we said, maybe this ain't enough. Who knew that we would be able to talk about it and be engaging for an hour and 40 minutes on two subjects and not miss a beat? So my truth of the matter is I love working with y'all in chemistry. Appreciate it, man. That's that's live talk radio. Big Jamming, what you got? Uh, My truth of the matter is, you know what? Y'all going to hate me, but uh, Drake is the greatest hit maker of all time. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) 
Jay Z is the greatest Damn. business rapper all time. Kanye West is the greatest artist all time. Oh no. That's my truth of the matter. Then I'm questioning uh, you now. We are questioning right, his truth. Quick, we might need to have truth, a conversation. My truth of the matter goes back to the under the coon bro shop. We joke and people have taken shots at them saying that all oh, if you didn't have your brothers on the roster, you could get some more better players in. But listen to this. Keep it in the family. We always talk about generational wealth and this, that, and the other. What are you going to pass along to your kids? And it's good to know that Giannis's kids and their kids, they don't have to make the NBA. They have other options because he has decided to keep the money in the family. So we make a lot of jokes about it, but, I mean, it is all good because I know if I was in a position to do the same, I would. So, there it is. That's my truth of the matter. And that is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Thank you to Bailey Coleman. Thank you to Damian LZ. Benjamin, you know how it is. We'll do it again tomorrow. Up next, it's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Peace out. Peace. Peace.